Daniel and Attractor fans, big news today, not recording from the tractor. It's too wet, we've had too much rain, so not on the tractor today, but I know that all my loyal listeners like my podcast to drop at regular intervals, so I'm pushing ahead, coming to you today from a Ford Fairlane. I've actually driving to a panel beater to pick up the valuables from my beloved 2006 Toyota Kluger because it has been written off. About four months ago I was returning from a trip uh, Queensland, not sure if I mentioned that last episode, driving home from the airport and a silly kangaroo jumped out and hit my car initially I thought the damage wasn't too bad I wasn't even going to go to the panel beater but after a few months I decided I should uh, get it all fixed up so took it the other day got the dreaded phone call yesterday it's written off Daniel come and get your stuff so it's a sad day in my life uh, had some great memories in that car. Um, remember when I first got it, I took a trip to Adelaide in it. Just me and the Kluger driving along through this like smallish country town. See this like group of people on the side of the road. I think it was just like a family, uh, Muslim family. Not that that matters, but just sets the scene. They wave me down. I stop. They say, our car won't start. Can you help? And I said, no. I, like, is it, what is it? Maybe a flat battery? I said, sorry, I don't have jumper leads. I'm not a mechanic. I can't help you. So I uh, push on with my trip, but I just start feeling like, uh, what's going to happen to this family? Are they going to be stuck in the middle of nowhere? Then I see a shop up ahead. And they, it's like a hardware store, I guess. I go in there, I say, do you have jumper leads? They say, yes, we've got these heavy-duty ones, that will be $130. I'm like, oh, $130, but what about the people? So I spend $130, take the clue back to these people. So I've got some jumper leads. They're like, oh, don't worry, we've got a mechanic coming. I say, oh, I'll just spend $130. And then as I'm there, the mechanic turns up. He reaches into the car. He puts the car in park. And the car starts. Come on. I still have those jumper leads to this day. Now, had a bit of feedback from last week. Of course, the spice rack jumped in. I might just play to you now what he had to offer, his thoughts on last week's uh, episode and the saga with the worst man I've ever seen. Welcome back, Daniel. In a tractor, it is me, the Spice Rack. 
getting out the spices out of the rack for another summer and wanted to get on and just quickly talk about the worst man ever, which, uh, to be honest, I completely understand what you're talking about, can relate well, but he wasn't the worst man. It was terrible behavior, the three-seater maneuver, nor was the second guy the worst man. To be honest, you could go to a number of cabins and find other worst men in that situation. They're kind of immune. I'll sort of explain why, because when you're on a long-haul flight, you're excited in the airport, but you jump on that Congo line to get into the plane, and you realise it's like going into jail, to be honest. And once you're in the flight, you realise you're in jail, and you, you flip, and you start to do and think and potentially say things you never would think. You, you know, someone might be doing some bad luggage work up the top or turn on a light when they shouldn't turn on a light or tilt back when they shouldn't. Like, you just become hypercritical of people. And it just wait until you get to the customs line, by the way, when you're trying to get out of jail. At the end, that's the worst. My goodness. That's when you just hate on people in your head like you've never hated before. Um, anyway, I digress. The point of the story is, I suppose, is it's you're kind of immune. Just like if you, you know, you you beat up somebody in prison to have an extra ice cream, uh, the dessert. You wouldn't do that in a normal situation. So in a plane, you do things and think things that you normally wouldn't do. I think, which is why I'm sure at some stage you were just hating on this guy, like you've never hated on someone before, <laughs> because it is. Just a dog-eat-dog world, those long-haul flights. Good to have you back. Talk soon. Yes, Spice Rack, I think you raised some very valid points. And I did say by the end that I was actually incredibly jealous of this selfish man and his actions. And behaviour on a plane is a fascinating thing, isn't it? You could probably do a whole episode... And I thought about talking about the most, um, well, the most, just something that happens on a plane all the time. I think everyone knows it, but people still do it. And it, it, I just don't know why this happens. So the plane, you land, The um, as soon as the seatbelt light comes off, every man and his dog stand up in the aisle and then they just stand there for about 15 minutes until it's time to get off the plane. Just standing there like absolute idiots. I myself like to sit down in the seat for as long as possible. Because what's the point of standing up if you can't go anywhere? So I think everyone's aware of that behavioural pattern. And I just can't put my finger on the reason why people do it. If you are one of those people that stand up too early, let me know. Why do you do it? And this brings me to a similar topic on the aeroplane. So I reckon the most anxious I get. So I'd love to be a person. I'd just love to board the plane like last. Just stay in the uh, terminal or whatever it's called. And just board the plane at the very end. Spend as little time on the plane as possible. But you just get anxiety ridden that if you get on the plane too late there's going to be no space in the overhead luggage compartment for your carry-on luggage and it just eats away at me so eventually 
I'm pretty much always the first on the plane. And it's ridiculous because I've seen what happens if there's no room. You just get the flight attendant and they find room for your carry-on luggage, but it's just such a nervous time in my life. So, like I said last week, the Mr. Anonymous has been on my case. He's like, when's the podcast coming back? I've got some controversial takes that you need to get on. I'm like, it'll be back, it'll be back. And he's like, well, hurry up because, you know, I need to get some stuff off my chest. Um, but make sure it's anonymous, maybe even a voice changer, because if some of the people in my life hear these takes, then it could have huge ramifications. At one stage, he's even like, have you good, got a good set of lawyers? Because there could be some defamation cases. Um, and he's like, well, actually, maybe some of this stuff shouldn't go to air. So, after hearing all this over the off-season, when the first audio file came through, I was excited. I was so excited, I didn't even open it. Because I know this is going to be big, and I want to open it live on air and get Anonymous's first controversial take of the season. So I'll just find that now. I'll press play, and let's listen to what he's got to say. Hi Daniel, great to have you back online mate, been waiting for the next season of Daniel and Attractor for eight months and it's a fabulous, fabulous show, so thank you for bringing that back. One thing I wanted to bring up last season which I didn't but after listening to your first episode back I will bring it up, whenever you're talking in the tractor there's a noise in the background that goes something like this. And occasionally it goes. So it could go. Or. And it's really off-putting. Just wondering. What is that noise? Oh. Oh. Really. Really controversial there Anonymous. You've gone out on a limb. Wow. What? is that sound in the tractor. Boy, oh boy, I really need to change the voice for that one, don't I? Come on, Anonymous, you're better than that. Give me something, give me something. But I will address the noise. And obviously I'm not a tractor now, so I can't do it. But all my regular listeners will know, it is the sound of a GPS system so on the tractor, I've got auto steer, uh, GPS, keep the lines straight. And, but it can only steer, can only operate if you're going over 1.3 k's an hour. And if it drops under 1.3 k's an hour, it makes that alarm. It tells me that it's um, disconnected or whatever. It's not steering automatically anymore. And then I speed up and go the correct speed. So it does work. 
So that's what that sound is. And I was actually thinking about that sound myself. It probably would be annoying, I don't know. I don't think it happens that often, but I think last episode happened a fair bit because the ground's a bit wet, so it slows the tractor down a bit more. And I was thinking about it because I was listening to an episode, uh, just a podcast the other day, and whoever it, was, whoever it was, I can't actually remember, their phone just kept going bing, 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 text messages for the whole episode, didn't have it on silent, didn't bother to cut it out of the podcast. It was annoying. If the GPS sound is annoying, I will do my best. No, I won't do my best because it's just what happens when you're on a tractor. Anonymous, now get me some better takes. Bye.